So, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Pen and Ink Beat podcast. And I just wanted to add a disclaimer. I'm sorry for taking such a break. Uh, hopefully that won't happen again. Um, and I'm going to try and head back to the whole, um, you know, weekly um, schedule. Uh, so I thought I'd do a um, another of my favourite films. Um, and this one's quite a peculiar one because... I definitely wrote it off the uh, the first time um, or two that I did try and watch it, um, and it's a film that's uh, that I believe you know died a death in 2013. Uh, it currently hasn't seemed to get a uh, cult classic status, uh, which I do believe it deserves. Um, you know, it's it's had no talk about it from that I know, uh, really, no praise, not many reviews, no controversy even, even, um, despite, uh, all the mature themes it handles and, uh, all the offence that one may take to watching it, um, and that is Filth, a John S. Bird, a bad film, uh, from 2013, um, Again, I, I can't comment on the director's filmography, really. Um, uh, up until this point, up until he did Filth, it was uh, mostly indie uh, productions, I believe, he's worked on. He did Stan and Ollie. Um, I'm not sure if that's a that's a good film or not. So that's uh, definitely on the cards for me to, to watch following this, uh, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's definitely a film that nobody talks about and it's also definitely a film that lives in the shadow of uh, train spotting because Philip was written by um, Irvine Welsh who um, whose adaption of uh, no whose book train spotting was adapted in 96 um, by Danny Boyle and you know you mentioned train spotting to anyone um british um anyone from you know uh england scotland ireland uh wales and they i'm i'm almost certain they'll be able to tell you what it is what it's about and how much of a impact it's had on their life especially uh, as you know recovering junkies or just the youth culture of um of the time and how that grow grew and matured uh, in uh, Irving's follow-up uh, Porno, uh, which was released as Trainspotting 2 in 2017. Also a film that I feel hasn't really got its due course for how good of a sequel that actually ended up being, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. Um, but as for now, um, yeah, it's... It's baffling to me how I didn't give this a chance before because I was expecting train spotting. I went into filth thinking Avian Welsh wrote this. Um you know, it's gonna have it's gonna have the same kind of style, the same kind of beats, uh it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be culturally uh a, a game changer much as uh train spotting was in the in the nineties. Um, it's not that all that at all, guys. And to be honest, it's for the better. I believe. Um, I I do definitely think it should uh, get more praise and acclaim. But 
uh, in ways it is better and in ways obviously it is worse but I you know I'd never say it usurps it but I, I still don't think it's very fair to compare the two so I'm going to try and avoid doing that because that's you know comparing the two was the mindset I went in um, when I was watching Filth on my first and second goes uh, so I've recently watched it all the way through and it's rocketed to uh, this status of being one of my favourite films of all time and you know I, I never do that upon one watch unless I'm 100% confident that I will be either watching it or talking about it or praising it or quoting it in um, for years to come and this is one of those instant favourites for me. Um, so one thing uh, I think I need to get out of the way is uh, this is James McAvoy's film first and foremost. Uh, I mean it stars him, uh, Jamie Bell and Jim Broadbent even though Jamie Bell isn't much of a presence. Uh, Imogen Poots is in there as well, uh, she's really great. Um, so Jamie Bell is, is good in this film but he's not, uh, he's far from the main focus. It's definitely McAvoy's film, it revolves around him and it's fantastic for that. It's it's a brilliant character study and portrayal of a, uh, I mean he plays a police detective, uh, Bruce Robertson, who's trying to solve a murder case but he's also trying to get a promotion and he's using... Um, his own ends and means to try and get that to try and uh, is trying to in without being so malicious bump off the uh, the competition so he can get it uh, and you know that that's what he wants he wants the success the fame and the admiration from his wife now there will be spoilers in this review I'm um, I'd, I'd love to go without spoiling it so I mean uh, stop now if you don't want it spoiled for you. It's definitely a film I recommend. Uh, it's one I've read the uh, where I haven't read the book yet, but I've watched the film, and for that I'm a bit kind of I'm kind of sad that I didn't just charge right into the into the book and then watch the film. But you know, I'm I'm looking forward to diving into the book nonetheless. Uh, so I'd stop right here and you know go watch it. It gets my highest you know recommendation. Um, for those of you still around, um, yeah, McAvoy, uh, as Bruce Robertson, Bruce wants to, um, get the admiration and success of his wife, um, but, uh, as the story progresses, things get, I mean, it starts as light-hearted fun, and it starts in what could be a manner acquitted to, uh, train spotting with loads of, you know, hijinks and, um, you know, screw overs and the you know, the dialogue's witty. It's it's shot really well. I mean it um for one it makes me all all these kind of films as all these kind of like films set in Scotland do, they they want me they make me want to visit Scotland. Um even despite all the depravity uh, that goes on in them and all of the um you know it it's even though it's not necessarily everyone's choice as a holiday destination or like the most beautiful place um but it's definitely shown off here it's it's you know it's it's beautiful it's competent uh it's shot very well um so 
where was I? Um, yeah, back to the story. Uh, yeah, as we go through the film, uh, we just see what a... Uh, I mean, it's a hard one to like because Bruce Robertson's such a depraved and sick and mad kind of character. Um, but it's James McAvoy as well. And, I mean, the guy's um, definitely... He's definitely talented. He's not unlikable at all. So seeing him um, and being able to separate the character from him, uh, I'd say would usually be pretty difficult, but he plays he plays Bruce so well that he disappears into the character. This is his best role, uh, without a doubt. Um, and, you know, I'll get some detractors on that because of his role as the Beast in M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Split and Glass. You know, that is also fantastic. Those are also fantastic performances from him. Um, but, you know, up until this point, his main uh, go-to was, like, for everyone's go-to for James McAvoy was uh, X-Men First Class, where he played Charles Xavier. And I, you know, mm -hmm. despite how well he played um, in Shyamalan's films and here, um, is never really talked mm -hmm. about uh, other than in, in the X-Men franchise, which is a is a crying shame to be honest uh but yeah this is the best he's ever been he carries the weight of the film on his shoulders um he said he's heads above uh really um and you know jim broadbent i was surprised at jim broadbent here because you know i enjoy him in moulin rouge uh he was really good in that but i was very disappointed in the harry potter films um where his character Professor Horace Slughorn was concerned because he was just kind of a um he wasn't he didn't bring the sympathy and the charisma that I wanted to find from the character uh which was quite um disappointing but here he's allowed a lot more range um he's completely off the rails just like McAvoy is um is like cut down in scenes like he's not He's not like a main presence, but he does crop up now and again. And whenever he does, it's it's great fun. Um, you know, like one of his memorable lines, uh, um, I believe, no more cocaine and chip suppers for Bruce, eh? And, um, you know, he, he just uh, puts so much emphasis on his voice and his personality. Um, so this is definitely the best I've seen from him since... Moulin Rouge, uh, take that for what you will, but this is definitely, I mean, I don't know how many more times I've, I, I apologise how much I'm repeating this actually, it's McAvoy's film, um, and you know, it starts off in well, um, in a jubilistic way, and descends into depravity, um, and just sadness really, um, like I said, the, ma the major spoiler I'm going to go into now, major spoilers, um, but it turns out that through the film, um, the wife that McAvoy is trying to win over, um, the whole reason for this promotion, um, has actually gone off with another man, Is uh, she's left him, and, um, you know, the, he, uh, when she left him, he went a bit mad, and he, he started dressing as a uh, female prostitute. Um, I'm assuming to try and uh, capture some of that. Um, I'd say some of that um, like feeling of having her around again. 
Um, also, um, I mean, he gets, he takes a good beating in this film, close to the end of it, uh, which is which is sad, um, sad to see. But um, it's just little little moments, like when he uh, explodes at um, Imogen Poots's uh, character Amanda, um, when he kind of kind of opens up and shows his soul a bit. That is not just um, that is not just a he's not a bad guy he's just gone through a lot of trauma and that's kind of come to the fore in hallucinations and you know bad trips bad ideas and um drugs and addictions and you know nobody's really been there to support him um so that's that's also quite um quite distressing to see as the film goes on even though uh bruce himself is a laugh you know is is the kind of guy you'd want to go for a beer with but is not the kind of guy you'd want to um necessarily partake in his actions with or uh you want you know encourage him um to do the things that he does like you, you will most likely be shocked um which was refreshing because you know i'm i'm always on the lookout for films that kind of shock offend and um kind of bring something new to the table and I feel like this is one of them. So it's a criminal shame that it hasn't been talked about. I mean, um, say the the ending scene especially uh, hit me in the heartstrings um, because it's it's a voiceover and, and a tape of um, Bruce talking to his friend about um, about various things, and it's hard it's hard to catch that first time. To be to be fair. Because um, you, you focused on the the suicide scene um, when he's you know he's hanging himself um, and you know to end the film on that, but then um, launch into a cartoon and a happy, uh, quite jubilant song is is kind of a little. Um, it's it, it's very black comedy. It's very. Um, weird in a way to to see that um and i can't say i necessarily agree with that choice at the end of the film because i'd rather it just end on that hanging scene and um kind of just you know fade to black or cut to black and that that be it um after bruce says his uh parting words but uh neither here nor there that that doesn't spoil the movie at all um the only things that uh, I would say are probably a little lacking in it. Um, I can't remember too much of the the dialogue. Uh, not that that really matters. Uh, it carries itself really well. I've heard this is one of uh, I've heard this is probably Welsh's best book. Um, you know, and I've heard it was adapted for the screen very well. I mean, the hallucinations that uh, Bruce has are very well done, and the things that he sees and the little. Uh, hints and prods to you know what might happen what might be going on uh, they're all excellently done um it's just not um you know despite his character uh and despite all the talking i mean it's always intriguing it's always interesting but it never really pops in the way that i mean i'm gonna say this again unfairly but justified in in a sense i suppose uh to train spotting where you know um you could recite a monologue off the back of your hand. Um, 
and you know the, the sound like obviously the the soundtrack pales in comparison to that film as well uh yeah i'm just gonna warn warn you guys that if you go in expecting uh train spotting you'll be disappointed if you go in expecting um you know black comedy hilarity um then you'll probably be disappointed too because it's a mix of two tones and i feel that the director and the actors mix those two tones perfectly but um you might i mean it wasn't the case for me i i loved both of the tones to be honest in this but you might lean towards one half more than the other um and that will definitely be mileage of a mileage of how the film kind of plays out for you um so yeah guys i definitely recommend uh, recommend checking this out i uh i feel like more people should talk about it um it's cracking it's got an electric performance from james mcavoy um it's shot very well it's crisp it sounds great uh there's a lot to love about it and it's just such a shame that this is a film that has kind of um gone under underseen and underappreciated for so long so i'm hoping as as well as sharing my thoughts on this and getting back to the whole podcasting thing uh that um you know at least a few of you will check it out i highly recommend it